tonight, if you would, go over to the book of Mark, Mark chapter number 5, and uh, I'll be honest, we didn't really know why the Lord put this on my heart, uh, but it just seems like, ever since we've come in this evening, uh, just seems like everything's been kind of down. I don't mean that negatively. Uh, I'll be honest with you, you can't always come in shouting around. Did you know that? Sometimes it's good to just slow down and realize that there are some things that need to be improved and there are some things that are worth being troubled over and there are some things that we aren't to be concerned about and it just seems like uh, that's been the move tonight or the spirit if you would and uh, I won't do just a little bit tonight. I, I, I just got a simple little thought. Uh, I'll just be honest with you. I, I just more or less just I'm just being honest. I more or less just saw a little something Ronald, that I hadn't ever seen before, and just jotted down a few notes, basically, is all I did. But I believe that'd be where the Lord have us to be tonight, here in Mark chapter number 5. Look with me, if you would, in verse number 25. When you find your places, stand with me, if you can, in able. Mark chapter number 5, verse number 25. Well, let's read verse 24, can we? The Bible said, and Jesus went with him. Much people followed him and thronged him. And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood twelve years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and spent all that she had, and was nothing better, but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind him, and touched his garment. For she said, If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. Straightway the fountain of blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples, in verse 31, said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou who touched me? And he looked round about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. Notice verse 34. Now to be our text tonight, the Bible said, And he said unto her, Daughter, notice this next phrase, Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace, uh, and be whole of thy plague. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I do love you. Lord, I thank you for the privilege, God, the honor to be back in your house tonight. Lord, you know my heart. Lord, you know my need. Lord, I pray just for a little while, would you touch my voice? Lord, give me unction, give me utterance that only you can. Lord, I realize tonight that I'm standing before a crowd of people that have issues, and Lord, they have problems, they have burdens, and Lord, I pray tonight you'd help each and every one of us, Lord, to take this truth and apply it to our hearts and lives. Lord, if they be one listening tonight, lost, undone without you, Lord, I pray convict their hearts, save them, for it's everlasting too late. Go with us as we go our way home. Lord, I pray you'd keep us safe, bring us back. Lord, at the next appointed time, bless every family represented. Lord, those unable to be here tonight. Lord, those that chose not to. Lord, I pray you bless them. Lord, we'll thank you. We'll praise you for all that you've done, all that you're going to do. For we ask it in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen and amen. You be seated. And thank you for standing tonight. Now, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I say this a lot. It never seems to happen. But if I don't hack and spit and slobber tonight, I promise I'm not mad. I, 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 I'm not upset. I, 
there's nothing wrong. I'm just about stripped my vocal cords Sunday night. I'm just going to be honest with you, and I, I, I can't hardly get too loud tonight. But I want you to notice here in our text, I, I just want to preach a little simple thought that uh, I saw this afternoon in verse 34. The Bible said, And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith uh, hath made thee whole. And uh, I, I've never thought about it quite like this. I've never looked at it quite like this. Uh, uh, but John, I'd like to preach tonight with the help of the Lord on this thought. Uh, when faith steps in. Now, I, I thought about Kirk this woman, and I'll just be honest with you. If you look at everything that uh, the Bible tells us about this woman, now, I really wouldn't consider her a great woman of faith. Uh, and, and some of you looking at me like I done lost, like I got three eyes, but let me just stay with me just a minute. Uh, I realized she touched the hem of his garment. I realized that took faith, uh, but that's not everything they told us about this woman. Now, uh, for 12 years, Wendy, she did everything she could uh, uh, to fix herself. Did you know that? Uh, I mean, she wasted everything she had uh, for 12 years, and she tried to fix it uh, by herself. Uh, uh, but Jesus said in verse 34, uh, Daughter, thy faith uh, hath made thee Oh, can I say this? Uh, it may not be for nobody but me tonight, uh, uh, but I, I, I'm guilty of that, Kirk, so bad in my life. You have no idea, uh, Chris, how bad I am to try to fix something uh, on my own, to try to do it myself, to try to figure out what I need to do. Somebody nod your head. I'm sure I'm not the only one. I'll be honest with you. i just be honest tonight. Uh, sometimes, John, I feel like I just don't hardly have any faith at all. Uh, I mean, I have a head knowledge of what I ought to do, but it's hard for me. Uh, and I'm not saying I'm right, and I'm not saying it ought not be worked on. Uh, uh, but it brought encouragement to me to know that for 12 years, uh, uh, she tried to fix it by herself. But when she finally did uh, put her faith in him, uh, uh, the Bible said, Her faith hath made thee whole. What about that? I don't know tonight, but I do realize we've all got problems. We've all got things we're dealing with. Uh, uh, we've all got burdens. We've all got broken hearts. Uh, we try to smile and put on a good show, but we all do. Uh, hey, can I say this? You may be tonight. It may not just be me, uh, but you may be trying to fix it by yourself. Uh, and you've been doing this thing for a long time, trying to fix it by yourself. Uh, but I do have good news. Tonight could be the night uh, that faith steps in. Did you know that? Uh, I'll show you just a few things tonight. I'm going to hurry. Uh, Notice with me, first of all, her problem in verse 25. Uh, the Bible said, And a certain woman, uh, which had an issue of blood twelve years, and had suffered many things, uh, had many physicians, and spent all that she had, uh, and was nothing better, but rather grew worse. Uh, I mean, this woman had a problem. Do we agree with that? Uh, the Bible says she had an issue of blood. Uh, it doesn't go into much detail. I've heard other comments. I've read commentators that uh, thought it was this or thought it was that. But uh, I will tell you this. She was bleeding somewhere. She ought not been bleeding. Because uh, uh, the Bible said in one place that the fountain of her blood dried up. Uh, uh, so she was losing blood from somewhere. Uh, I don't know where it was. You can make your own assumption. I'll make mine. But uh, I do know she was losing blood. And I believe I read somewhere, John, uh, uh, that the life of the flesh was in the blood. Isn't that right? Uh, I mean, she had a problem. And it was 
a serious problem. But let's notice a few things tonight about this problem by way of introduction. I want you to notice, if you would, the season of the problem. You say, preacher, what do you mean? What's what your Bible said to a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years. 12 years she'd had this issue of blood. For 12 years she'd been trying to get somebody to do something to fix this issue. I realize tonight that there's several people I know. It hadn't been 12 years, but it's been about been several months now that my grandpa's been going through all this. I mean, he's healthy one day and not the next. And it's aggravating when it seems like nobody can't fix it. Nobody can't tell you what to do. I just talked to Shirley. It just seemed like it's probably been longer than this. But it just seems like it was a week or two ago and she was tickled to death. I said, preacher, the doctor said I wouldn't have to have surgery. But now they've come back and said you need to have surgery. I mean, it seems like there is no answer. And it's a problems that go on and on and on. But you may have tonight. I don't know your situation. I have no idea. But every one of us has got problems. And if we'd be honest, some of us have got problems been going on for a long time. Whether it be financial, whether it be physical, whether it be spiritual, whether it be concerning our family, whether it be concerning our job, whether it be concerning the church, whether it be concerning whatever it may be, we've all got problems tonight. And some of them been going on for a while. And for 12 years, this woman had been dealing with this problem. Can I show you something? Just real, real quick. If you go up a few verses, I'll not take time to read it, but you'll find there's three people in this account of Mark 5. There's the maniac of Gadara. We know the story about that man that had the legion of devils. We know the story. But then there's another man by the name of Jairus. And he had a daughter that the Bible said John was sick unto death. You want to know how old she was? Twelve years old. I mean this woman the same amount of time that this woman in her text has been dealing with this issue of blood. There's another little girl, Brother Cord, that's been healthy and everything's been fine. She's been enjoying her life and now all of a sudden her trouble has come. There's a daddy Kirkus watched his little girl grow, grow up out of 12 years old. I mean he's watched her play, he's watched her grow up. He's enjoyed having her as a daughter. And now all of a sudden his world's been turned upside down. Y'all say, preacher, I don't understand what you say. Well, let me just tell you this little snit bit and we'll go on. It doesn't matter if you've had 12 years of joy and all of a sudden everything's turned upside down. Or if you've been struggling for 12 years. There's a God in heaven that loves you and cares about you. And he's interested in both of them. Did you know that? It doesn't matter if it's been 12 years of pain or 12 years of prosperity. He's still interested in you. Y'all got to hit me just a little bit. He's interested in his people. Did you know that? And so we find this woman had an issue of blood that had lasted for 12 years. But not only the season, notice with me the suffering in verse 26. The Bible said it had suffered many things, many physicians. Can you imagine in 12 years how many doctors she must have went to? Can you imagine how many doctors treated her like a guinea pig? Can you imagine how many doctors said there's something we might could do? It's not, it's not really been proven. It's not really been tried, but it might just work. Doesn't that sound like today? And if you give me this much, I believe we can get you in. 
And, and the Bible says she suffered many things of many physicians. I, I mean, can you imagine everything she went through? I, all the turmoil and all the pain she must have went through I, of just trying to fix it herself. Isn't that what you and I do? Now, let's go ahead and nod your head. I, I, instead of just turning to the Lord, we'll do everything we can to fix it. I, and Wendy, all we're doing is causing ourselves more pain. I, all we're doing is causing ourselves more suffering. I, all we're doing is breaking our heart more. I, all we're doing is just breaking our spirit. I, we're suffering I, because we're trying to fix it ourselves. I, and the Bible says she suffered many things I, of many physicians. I, I, but then it went on and said this, and it spent all that she had. I, not only the season and the suffering, but notice with me, her spending, she spent everything I, that she had. Can I say this tonight? Listen to me. I, you know what I find? I, I, I've been around more church people, it seems like, I, especially with all this COVID-19 in the last week, week and a half, two weeks. I, I, I've been around more church people than I have in three months. I, and I know that sounds bad, but we haven't been able to get together. We haven't been able to assemble together. I, and John, you know what I find? I, I find they all, they all look back like everybody else does. I, they're droopy-lipped and got their head down, act like they're about to throw in the towel. You know why? Because they've been trying to fix everything themselves. Go ahead and nod your head. I'm not being critical tonight, but I, I, I echo David. I, I was glad when they said unto me, I, let us go into the house of the Lord. I, I needed it, friend. I, it helped me to just be able to come in. I know we don't have a packed house tonight, but I've enjoyed I, being around y'all tonight. I, I've enjoyed being able to talk to you. Hadn't even been able to shake your hands. I, but I've enjoyed just being able to talk to you. I've been able to see you. I, because it reminds me there's other people. I, that I'm not all by myself. I, I'm not the only, or go ahead and shake your head. I, listen to me, we may come in and it may be time and time and time again. Somebody said, preacher, pray for this. And I want y'all to pray about that. And I don't know what I'm going to do here. I don't know what I'm going to do there. But just every once in a while when you get around God's people, I, there'll be somebody say, I never thought it happened like this. I, but God's done come through. I, somebody ought to hit me right there. I, it may be prayer request after prayer request after prayer request I, but just every once in a while somebody say oh, preacher if it would be alright I'd just like to give a praise report hey, y'all know I've been praying for old sister so and so and the Lord's done showed up and the Lord's done took over and the Lord's done, done a great thing and you know what it does in the heart of God's people it reminds us that we're not the only one suffering that we're not the only one trying that God's still on the throne and if he'll do it for them, he'll do it for us. And it encourages our heart tonight. But this woman had spent everything that she had. She'd suffered of everybody. And she'd spent everything that she had. I've talked to a few people, not necessarily just from our church, but several churches, people that, uh, uh, let, let's just be honest tonight, uh, it's not that they're concerned about their health, it's not that they're, uh, it's not that they're uh, worried even about the coronavirus, it's just the fact, uh, you, you, just, just go ahead and nod your head and hit me right here, it's just the fact they've got used to not having to rush around and get ready on Wednesday night, and they've got used to being able to go eat on Sunday and watch the, uh, uh, the live stream later, and they, they, 
they got used to all these things. And uh, uh, you know what's happened? I'm just being honest. Uh, uh, during this time, they started trying to fix things by themselves. Uh, and, and they suffered during this time. Uh, and they found themselves bitter. And they found themselves hard uh, uh, toward the things of God. And they spent everything that they had. Maybe not physically. Maybe not financially. But spiritually, they've spent everything that they've had. Uh, and now, they've just decided they're just going to stay at home. Uh, they've just decided they're going to go ahead and nod your head. It'll be all right. Uh, uh, I know people before COVID-19. Uh, I'll tell you what a trouble will do. I'll tell you what a problem will do in your life. As a pastor, Brother Corey, I've seen it time and time again. It'll either bring you closer to the Lord and to the house of God, or it'll push you away, one or the other. Uh, it's either going to draw you in closer to the Lord and strengthen you as a Christian and get you closer to your brethren, uh, or it's going to push you out and you're going to get bitter uh, and you're going to throw in the town quit. It's just the truth tonight. Uh, and that woman has spent everything that she had. I mean, Kirk, I can see it now. I can see people coming up saying, I tell you what, I heard about an experimental test they can run and it might just, they might could help you. I can say, well, it don't even matter. I've done th spent everything I've got. I couldn't afford Go ahead and nod your head. I've done borrowed everything I've borrowed. I've done used everything I've used. I've sold everything I can say it doesn't even matter anymore. Doesn't that sound like an old bitter Christian? Oh, I wasn't planning on going here, but it seems like that's where the Lord put us. Doesn't it seem like those that's got out since all this mess has been going on? And you call them and say, we've been praying for you, sure would love to see you. And they say stuff like this, I don't even care anymore. I, 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 go ahead and nod your head. It doesn't even matter anymore. I, I've tried to do everything right and I've still struggled. I, why does it, you know, what's happened? They've spent everything they've got and now they're bitter. Is that right? Notice they're spending Bible says she spent all that she had. And they, some of you tonight, it's not just those that got bitter. They, some of you sitting here tonight at Blue Ridge Baptist Church, and that problem in your life, you've tried everything you can to fix it. And emotionally, mentally, spiritually, you've spent everything you've got, and you don't see any way out. Well, y'all get real spiritual if you want to, and act like it ain't never happened to you, but it has me. How I many you spend everything you got and it seems like there's just no way out. Now watch the nail in the coffin. Watch what your Bible said. Notice the latter part of verse number 26. Watch what your Bible said. And was nothing better but rather grew worse. Notice the sadness. I mean think about everything this woman had suffered. John has been going on for 12 years. She suffered everything she suffered. She spent everything she's got. And surely she's not one bit better than she was when she started. In fact, the Bible said she grew worse. It's getting windy. It's getting worse by the day. Every day she gets up, it's worse than it was the day before. How I many can't you see her sitting there thinking, think about all that money I spent. Think about everything I did. Think about all the time I put in. Somebody's got to help me. Think about how long I've endured this. And it's just getting worse. Doesn't it seem like that's how we get sometimes? Oh, if you're not real careful tonight, if you're not real careful of that problem in your life, you'll do everything you can to fix it. 
And all you're doing is just making it worse. All you're doing is just making it worse. I remember one time, listen to me. I'll take, since y'all don't seem to want to get in on this, I, I, I'll try to. The, 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 I know, John, and I'm not saying I'm supposed to be a full-time pastor. I'm not saying that. But when I took Liberty Baptist Church, there was not one doubt in my mind that the Lord told me I did not need to work at Junior Collins Heat and Air from that day on. There was not a doubt in my I know it, Corey. Right. But I like my job. And I like the people I worked with. And Ronald, they were good to me, and they helped me. When I went and preached revivals, they'd give me the week off. And Kirk, even if I didn't have any vacation, they'd pay me anyway to take a week off. And I, I mean, it was just so good. Surely that'd be what the Lord wanted me to do. You know what happened? In just a matter of months, he laid me flat on my back where I couldn't go to work. Now, what I thought... Surely that'd be what I need to do. Surely that helped my family. Surely that paycheck would be better than mine. But you know what happened? It ended up costing me far more than I ever made a junior. Somebody nod you. If you ain't never had medical bills, it cost me far more than what they's paying me to lay on my back for two years. Somebody helped me right there. And then when I got better, I still hadn't learned my lesson. And I told Kendra, I said, I need to go back to work. And I home, I, you don't know how close, Kirk, I come to going right back to where I was. And I thought, no, I might not order do that. And so I never prayed about it. I never thought about it. There's a buddy of mine put a post on Facebook saying he needs some help. And I was told what he's going to pay the person that helped him have. And I thought, my Lord, I ain't never made that much money in my life. Surely that's the will of God. Never prayed about it. Never thought about it. I called. He told me I could have the job. And I was miserable from the first day I got up and drove over there. Some Lord helped me. And I knew, I knew is how the will of God. I knew it wasn't right. I, I was having to miss some on Wednesday. I was having to come in late. I, I knew in the back of my mind, what am I going to do if they call me to preach somewhere? I can't get from South Carolina back up here in time. I, it'll never work out. It'll never happen. I, but I thought, surely that, that money would be what's needed for my family. And you know what happened? He laid me flat of my back again. What about that? You know what happened? I was doing everything I could to fix it. And all I was doing was making it worse. Right. The more I tried to make it, the worse it got. Now listen to me. I could have learned my lesson. I could have just said, Lord, I'll do whatever you want me to do, whenever you want me to do it. But no, I still want to fix it again. And you know what? I, I'm not trying to be, I'm not giving you a sob story. I'm just telling you the truth. And then I had more medical bills and I had more things come up. And it was worse and it was worse and it was worse and it was worse. I've been be honest tonight. I don't know if I've ever told y'all this or not, uh, but that's what was going on when me and Kenny Mosley sit, in, sit down in the room right back yonder. And he looked at me, and this is a question he asked. He said, I don't know what's going on with you financially. I don't know what's happening. And I hope we had all that racked up and didn't know how in the world we was going to make this and make that. And he looked at me and he said, how, I'm just, he may not want me to tell it, but I'm going to. I, he said, how much would it take for you just pastor full time? And I did exactly what I told him. I said, I'm not making nothing right now, so it probably wouldn't take much. That's exactly what I said. And I, I, I don't take this the wrong way. Please don't take this the wrong way. But Kirk, there's no way on God's green earth that what y'all pay me aren't to be able to do what we do. 
There's no, don't take that the wrong way. I'm not being ugly. There's no way what you paid me we aren't to be able to live the way that we live. But you know what happened? I, don't, I can't explain it. But it seemed like all them bills we've been struggling. It seemed like we needed something. I, I know I, I know that what y'all gave wasn't enough. But somehow or another it just worked out. How I, I many is just like a dollar turned into ten and ten turned into a hundred? And how you say, for sure, no, you, no, I'm not bragging. I'm just telling you, I finally took my hands off of it. I, and said, Lord, if that's what you want me to do, that's what I'll do. I, and it seems like all of a sudden things began to pick up and things begin to work out. You say, well, preacher, I know, I know your wife's got a pay raise since you've been here. You're exactly right, but we're just ignorant enough to believe it's God Almighty that's sent it. That's exactly right. Oh, yes, friend. She did everything she could, but she just made it worse. I don't know where you're at tonight. I don't know what your problem is. But I'm convinced there might be somebody. You're doing everything you can to fix it. You're trying everything you can to make it right. You're trying everything you can to make it better. And all you're doing tonight is just making it worse. Watch your Bible. She had a problem. But then notice with me in verse number 27. Now listen to me. Mm. This is really my whole message right here. I'm going to give you a few more things. But this is really my whole message right here. Now listen, she, she's had this for 12 years. She suffered many things and many physicians. She spent all that she had, and all she done is made it worse. Watch verse 27. When she had heard of Jesus. What about that? Y'all ain't helping me. Okay, I'm going to have to give you a little. I thought y'all would get it quicker than that. Has she spent everything she's had? For 12 years, she's had this problem. She spent everything she's had. She's suffered everything she's suffered. And all she's done's made it worse. And that's the exact moment somebody come by and said, have you heard about a man named Jesus? And she said, but I don't have any money. Don't need it. But I'm tired of suffering. You won't suffer. But it's been 12 years. Doesn't matter. Y'all got to help me just a little bit. But it's worse than it ever was. He'll not be intimidated by that. Y'all got to help me just a little bit. When she tried everything else, that's when somebody told her about Jesus. And it didn't matter how long it had been going on. She wouldn't have to suffer anymore. She wouldn't have to pay anything. And it didn't matter. She'd made it worse. I'd see that man say, honey, you don't understand. He's not intimidated because you've made it worse. You're not dead yet. And I saw him raise a man from the dead. Oh, my soul. Uh, honey, you don't understand. Uh, uh, you might have made it worse, but I've seen him calm the sea. Uh, uh, you ought to, I heard he's, oh, y'all got to help me. Uh, I heard he's in town. Uh, if you hurry, you might could get there. Isn't it amazing when she'd done everything she could, uh, gone everywhere she could go, uh, spent everything she had. That's the moment the Bible said when she heard of Jesus. What about that? Can I say this tonight? You say, preacher, that's where I'm at. I've spent everything I've got. I've done everything I could. I've dealt with it long enough. I'm tired of trying to fix it. All I'm doing is make it worse. Let me just say this. Jesus. Oh, y'all weren't helping me. Jesus. It doesn't matter how long it's been going on. It doesn't matter how bad it is. It doesn't matter how much you've suffered. He's able tonight. Why don't you just get to him? I heard he's in town. I heard he's passing through. I heard he's here tonight. Why doesn't somebody just go find Jesus tonight? Watch your Bible. When she had heard of Jesus. Watch your Bible. 
came in the press behind him and touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. Straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up. As she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. Now listen to me tonight. Notice with me her persistence. She tried everything else. She spent everything she had. She'd done everything she could. That's when she heard about Jesus. I hadn't watched it now. They said, listen, you don't understand. He don't need any money. But no, you don't understand. It's too bad. It doesn't matter. But I'm tired of suffering. You don't even have to suffer. You say, preacher, I don't know if they told her all that. Well, the Bible said, now listen to me, that she said, if I could just touch his clothes, I'd be made whole. How do you reckon she knew that? How you reckon? I'd say somebody stood back and said, listen, you don't understand. I just saw him out there in the sea just a few days ago. Had there's a storm like you had never seen. All of a sudden he stepped up on the bow and said, peace, be still. And the wind just stopped and the waves just laid down. And she said, oh my, if he can just speak to the water, surely he can do something for me. And they said, and then when he got on the shore, up, there was a man there that everybody had done everything they could. They bound him with fetters. They'd done everything they could contain him. I'd aim him by, and no man could. And when Jesus come there, they said listen when Jesus stepped up that man run down and said Jesus thou son of thou Nazarene what hast thou to do with us and listen to him and Jesus they said would you suffer us let us go into the swine and torment us not before the time and they said listen you understand he just spoke one word he just said come and that man next time we seen him was clothed in his right mind you don't understand about this man and she said if he can do that by just speaking can I, then surely I can touch his garment and be made whole. She was persistent. You know what she said? She said, as far as I can tell, this is my last hope. This is it. This is, y'all ain't helping me. This is it. If he doesn't do it, nothing else is going to work. And I'm not leaving till I'm whole. Is that right? You know what it'd help you do tonight? And help me to do tonight. Get to the place where we realize he's our only hope. Get to the place where we realize we can't fix it. And if he doesn't do it, nothing's going to fix it. And just get to the place where we realize he's able. And we're not going to leave till he does. We're going to push through whoever we've got to push through. I'll be honest with you, it bothers me tonight. I, I'm not trying to be mean. But it bothers me. I've seen a deterioration. Since I've been preaching. And April the, uh, let's see, April the 1st, it'll be what, honey? Nine years since I've been preaching. And the next April the 1st, in, in a little over eight years, I've seen a deterioration in how altars used at church. In nine years, Kurt, I've seen it deteriorate. Can I tell you, I remember when I was a little boy, I'll never forget this as long as I live. I don't know who it was. I do not, I don't know who it was. I don't know what the problem was. I don't know if I need to be saved. I don't know if they were saved or I have no idea. But I remember we went to a service one night and the man of God preached. I don't know what he preached. Don't know what the message was about. But I remember they give invitation. That's for every head bowed, every eye closed. And I was just like some of these youngins, and I'm not being critical. I kept my eyes open because I want to see what everybody else did. And I saw a man sitting about right here in a church completely packed out. They so many come to the altar, John, that they were backed up all the way down the aisle, about halfway down the church. 
pews packed. And I saw him. We we standing there. And I watched him as he looked at that altar. And he looked down that aisle. And he was, I could see him trying to get his feet out. And I, I know, Ronald, I know, I know he could have just sit right there in his pew and he could have prayed and that would have been fine and that had been great and dandy. But he wanted to get up yonder. And I seen him as he looked around and he was trying, I could see him. I mean, I could see him trying to figure out a way that he could get up there. And finally, he just went just like this. That's what he did. You know why? Because he knew Oh, my soul. He knew if he could just get up yonder, there was somebody that could help. And I know he could help you right yonder. But there's just somebody getting up yonder. I say that place is set aside as a place of prayer, as a place to meet God, as a place to talk to God. There's something special about that place. And if he had to crawl, if he had to climb, if he had to jump, it didn't much matter to him. He was going to get there, and he was going to get help. But we'll set there day after day after day service after service after service and say well I just don't want to go well it's about time to leave well I felt a little, oh God help me I felt a little twinge in my back this morning I better not go God help us tonight that's where God is somebody ought to go get him and get help for their life and she said can you see that woman Bob said there's a great throng around about the Lord she had to, I bet she crawled between legs. I mean, I bet, I bet she got off in a ditch when she had to. Had they no telling what she might have done. But she found herself at the feet of the Lord. And you know what? Nobody even knew she was there. It didn't matter to her if anybody saw her. She wasn't trying to put on a show. She just knew she had a problem. And she was going to, be, she was going to get help or she was going to die. That right? And she said, if I can just touch his clothes, I know I'm being made whole. Can I show you something? This ain't in my notes, but I, I'd like to share it with you. Remember where when, in John 19, the Bible said they cast lots, they, they parted his garments, and they cast lots uh, uh, for that outer vesture, that outer coat, that they cast lots for it because the Bible said it was without seam, woven from the top to the bottom, had no seams in, in the Lord's outer coat. I, you know who else didn't have a seam in their coat? The great high priest. There was no seam in, in his outer coat. And watch this now. You study the, the garments of the great high priest, and Jesus was our great high priest. Did you know that? And isn't it amazing? That, and that Bible put together wonderfully that uh, his... As the lamb going to slaughter, he was still the great high priest. And he still, oh, he just took that great high priest garment off for a little while just so he could be the lamb. But I'm glad, thank God, he put it back on to send into heaven and applied the blood to the, y'all ain't a hip of me, applied the blood to the mercy seat and sit down on the right hand of the Father because atonement had been made. But isn't it amazing he had on a priestly garment whether they realized it or not? That had been that garment Ronald, he had on when she touched the hem of his garment. You know what they hemmed? Now, I don't know what the Lord's was. I, I don't know. But I do know it's a picture of the great high priest. You know what that great high priest, that, he, that bottom hem? I would show y'all on my britches, but the hem's done come out of mine, so it ain't going to work too good. How about, listen, how, how that hem, you know what they did? They took blue thread and hem. The bottom of that great high priest garment. You know what blue is in your Bible? 
It's a picture of divine power. What about that? Y'all were to help him. A picture of divine power. Wonder if that woman ever realized when she grabbed a hold of that hymn, she was grabbing hold of something from another world. Wonder if she ever realized when she y'all went to help him. When she touched that hymn, wonder if she ever realized she's about to get more than she bargained for. She's about to feel some course through her veins she had never felt before. She's about to feel power like no physician ever had. She, oh, y'all ain't a help at me. She's about to grab hold of the great high priest and experience power from another world when she touched him. You realize not that's the power we got to hold up tonight. I'm not, you don't, the world talks about power. The world has no idea what power is. Did you know that? My soul, that divine power. We've got access to that tonight. All we've got to do is get to him. My soul, my soul, my... Y'all ain't helping me. Watch this. I must have done preached for an hour and a half, I guess, because y'all done shut down. Her persistence. Not only that, notice with me, his perception. Verse 30. The Bible said in verse 30, And Jesus immediately, knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him out and pressed and said, Who touched my clothes? His disciples said to him, Thou seest the multitude throng in thee. Sayest thou who touched me? Watch verse 32. Now watch it closely. I love this. And he looked round about to see her. What about that? That had done this thing. Can I show you something? He wasn't asking because he wanted to know. He was asking for her. You know what happened? She done got up there and grabbed something from another world. The Bible says she knew and she felt in her body that the issue of blood had gone from her. The Bible said, and immediately, Jesus, knowing that the virtue had gone out of him, he knew who it was. In fact, there's no happenstance. He just happened to walk by that way. He knew when Jarius come up and said, I've got a daughter that's sick. I don't know if he's on the way. I don't, I don't know if he's on the way. I don't know if he made a detour. I don't know if he said, let's go this way. I don't know if he tarried out in that storm just long enough to make it. I don't know how he did it. But he come by for Jarius and his daughter. He come by for the maniac of Gadara. And he'd already come by for that woman. It wasn't accident. It wasn't happenstance. I, but it was already planned before the foundations of time. I, had he come by and she touched the hem of his garment. And he knew that it was her. And, he, and she was ready to just slink back in a corner somewhere and just let him pass on by. But he likes to get bragged on. Did you know that? And he could have just bragged on himself, but he likes somebody else to. And he said, get the picture. Now, all these, imagine the disciples. We're critical of them a whole lot of times. But just imagine all these people pushing and a prodding and all these people right on top of them. And all of a sudden he said, who's that just touched me? Well, no wonder Peter said, what are you talking about? Everybody's, they wasn't social distancing, by the way. They was all up close to each other, bouncing and pumping. And Peter said, what do you mean who touched you? Everybody's touched you. And Jesus said, no, this wasn't like everybody else. This one had purpose. I, this wasn't accident. This one was, she had purpose for touching me. And Peter said, how am I supposed to know? And the Bible said, verse 32, and he turned himself around about. To look for her. Nobody told him. but Y'all got to help me just a little bit. But he already knew that it was her. What about that? It wasn't for him. It was for her. You know why? Because it wasn't just her persistence. 
And it wasn't just his perception. Let me say this before I get too far ahead of myself. Aren't you glad tonight he knows when you get a hold of him? Aren't you glad immediately he knows when you get a hold of him? There's so many times we wonder, Lord, do you, do you know we're here? Do you know this? Do you know that? He knows tonight. He knew what she was going through before he ever passed by. But when she got a hold of him, she knew it and he knew it. What about that? I, 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 I'm not real big on preaching this, but them old timers used to call it praying through. I'm not sure tonight, I'm not sure tonight I, I, I'd so much call it a doctrinal thing, but I will tell you this. You get to praying in the Holy Ghost, and you'll know when you get a hold of him. And he'll know when you, go ahead and talk to your head. You'll know when you get there. You'll know when you, you can't feel that supernatural power. You can't feel that divine power. You can't feel something from another world. You can't feel a breeze from another country and not know you got a hold of something. And he knows you got a hold of something. Oh, yeah. Y'all ain't helping me. Maybe y'all ain't never been there. But I'll tell you this, there's been times I've prayed and I've prayed and I've prayed and I've prayed. And John, I'm not even going to claim to be smart enough to know why he does it like this. But there's times that I've prayed and I've prayed and I've prayed and I've prayed. And it seems like there's just nothing. But then there'll be one day that all of a sudden, it's the same thing it's always been. Maybe in the same place it's always been. Maybe the same time of day it's always been. But all of a sudden, there's something from another world. Move. Oh, y'all ain't helping me. Hey, something from another world moves by. I know we don't go off feelings, but I sure do love to feel that power course by. I sure do love, love to be able to say I got a hold of him. I used to hear old Maze Jackson tell a story. I said that his mom, I think it was her water run out. I think her well went dry. I believe what it was. I may be getting two stories mixed up, but it'll go either way. I said old Maze's mama went out there in the pump house. I had shut the door behind her. They didn't have money, John. They couldn't afford to dig another well. They couldn't afford to get rid of the water run. They didn't have anything they could do. And so she stayed in her old pump house. And she stayed, and she stayed, and she stayed, and she stayed, and she stayed. I mean, hours on end. And said, so all of a sudden, that door kicked open. And here she come out of dancing through the yard. Had a wave and a handkerchief. Had a shouting up a storm. And May said, Mama, what happened? She said, I don't know how to be done. But I done got a hold of glory. I done felt something from another world. And it's going to be all right. Oh, y'all ain't helping me. Aren't you glad from a breath from another world that lets you know it's going to be all right tonight? He knew and she knew. You know why he stopped and said, who touched me? It wasn't for him. It was for her. I don't have time preaching. I, y'all, y'all got to hurry, but... The Bible said here in the book of Mark that uh, he called her to him and she came trembling and fearing. Fat Amber for him. The Bible said she told him all the truth. You know what? I can just see her. Here she come and she said, Lord, it's me that touched you. I know, I know I'm not supposed to. See, she was unclean. She had an issue of blood. She was supposed to be without the camp. She, wasn't, she was supposed to be social distancing, if you would. She wasn't supposed to be near nobody. She said, Lord, I know, I know I wasn't supposed to, but it's been 12 years. It's been going on in my life, and oh, I'm so, I was just so tired of feeling that way, and I'd spent everything that I had. I tried everything I could, and Lord, I just couldn't fix it. I just couldn't do it. And he said, well, I'd just see him look at her and say, well, how do you feel now? 
She said, I don't know how to explain it, but I felt something I never felt. I ain't been to the doctor yet. They had not run no tests yet. But I feel pretty good right about now. I feel like everything's going to be all right. And so they're getting louder and louder and louder and louder. And she said, I ain't felt strength like this in a long time. I ain't felt peace like this in a long time. I oh, I feel it drying up. It's gone. It's gone. I feel better. And it's all I see about that time. As she stood up, she's, I see her. As she done went from crawling around on the dirt. As she's done stood up just high as she can get. And she said, I don't know who all's here. Uh, but if any of y'all's got anything wrong with you, uh, this is the man to come see. Uh, don't go see Dr. So-and-so. Uh, don't go down there to that nurse. Uh, uh, don't go to the clinic. Uh, ain't no use going to AA. Ain't no use going down yonder. Uh, just go to Jesus. Uh, I didn't know about him just a few minutes ago. Uh, but let me be the first to say, he works, he works. Uh, it works tonight. Listen to me. You know what it was? He wanted her to proclaim it. He likes it tonight, by the way, when his people stand up and say, let me just tell you what the Lord did for me this week. You know that? Don't dry up on me. I'm getting to the good part and we're going to quit. Listen to me. He likes it when his people stand up and say, let me tell you what the Lord did this week. He likes it when somebody says, I'll be honest with you, I can't see any way out. I didn't know any way to go. There was no other way. But he just come by and made a way this week. And now everything's all right. My soul, he likes it tonight. He likes it when his people begin to testify and proclaim that he's good at being God. He likes that tonight. We see a proclamation. Watch what your Bible said. Let me read it quickly and I'm done. Verse 33, the Bible said, But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. Now watch verse 34, and I'm done. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Now I don't want to change it tonight, but can I show you what he said? She ought not even been there. Shouldn't have touched him. She was unclean. By the Mosaic law, she was unclean and ought not be around anybody. Jesus said, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Watch that next phrase. Go in peace. You know what he was saying? He said, There ain't no need for you to go to the doctor. There ain't no need to go have a test run. There ain't no need. What he said, Thy faith hath made thee whole. He said, There ain't no need for you to go to the doctor. Ain't no need to go spend no money. It's done been took care of. And he told her something she hadn't heard in 12 years. Go in peace. Yeah. What he told her, he said, not only is it clear right now, but there ain't no use to go home and worry about it no more. Right. There ain't no use to go home and wonder if it's going to come back. Right. Just go home for the first time in 12 years. Sit down in Boy, they some of you tonight, I bet that sounds real, real good. Just to be able to go home, lay your head down tonight in peace. Not worried about what you're going to hear tomorrow. Not worried about this or that. Just lay down in peace. Then notice what he's saying. Watch this. Latter part of verse 34. And behold of thy plague. You know what he said? Don't just not worry about it now. 
And I'm not just talking about when you get home, but you're done with it from now on. Is that what he said? And behold of thy place. You know what he was saying? He was telling her, John, that there wasn't one little bit left of it. See, when the Lord takes care of something, when you and I take care of something, there's always that question in our mind, did we do it good enough? Is that right? I, I'll be honest with you. Brother Sammy called me the other night and wanted to know if I could build that platform for that tent meeting. And I went over there, and I, I, I told him what to go get. And uh, Kirk, know what I'm talking about. I was trying to save him just as much money as I could. And I got over, and I saw all them teenagers standing up there. And I thought, did I build that strong enough? Did, did we use enough? Are you with me? But when Jesus does something, there's no use to ever worry about it again. When he does it, he does it right. When he takes care of it, he takes care of it all. Oh, y'all got to help me just a little bit. And he told her, daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Now, there's the woman that had done everything she could to fix it by herself. And I thought about this evening in my office, and I'm done. I thought if that had been somebody in this church going through something, and they did like she did, I'm just being honest, in the back of my mind, I'd say, well, they're just treating the Lord like a spare tire. That's what I would have said. That's getting awful quiet, but that's what I would have said. I would have said, Brother Corey, boy, ain't it amazing when they do, when they take them getting to everything, losing everything they got, takes them getting to the bottom of the barrel before they ever look to him. But Jesus never one time fussed at her. He never one time reprimanded her. He just said, daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. You see, can I show you something? He wasn't interested in the 12 years she spent without him. He was just interested in that moment that she put her faith in him and trusted him with her problem. Now, I don't know tonight. I know it's a little bit different. I don't preach like this much. It's calm and walking around like I am. But listen to me. He's not interested tonight in how long you've been trying to fix your problem. He's interested tonight in you taking a moment to put your faith in him and trust him with your problem. I wonder tonight as we stand to our feet, the musicians are coming, wonder if they'd be one.